Hi everyone and welcome to episode 17 of the Therapeutic Rainbow and I'm very happy to welcome Mel here today from My Beautiful Brain and I'll get her to explain a bit more about who she is and what she does. So welcome Mel and thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Oh thanks Tasha, well thanks for having me. Um, so um, I'm a teacher, been a teacher sort of ever since I could remember for as, for as long as ever and um, but just sort of more recently um, had a, a huge change in our sort of family circumstances and that my daughter um, had a cancer diagnosis in March 2019 and okay. I guess even before that I was thinking um, you know do I do I I would like to do something different I would like to perhaps work in a I don't know a deep deeper way with the things I'm interested in to do with sort of feelings and emotions yeah and I guess that huge change to our sort of family circumstance put put all of those things you know shone a spotlight on our emotions and our resilience and our absolutely ability to to cope with stressful things and big emotions and um and so because I had um because I I, I'd done some relaxed kids training previously to sort of that time um, and I guess through my daughter's treatment, um, which is ongoing and should finish this year, hopefully will be very exciting. It's very exciting. Um, but I've just become more and more interested about the sort of not just what we're learning, but, but how we learn and our brain and its amazing capacity to, to help us and build new pathways. Um, but also in, you know, in trying to keep us brilliantly safe and secure it can also um you know throw up a few things that can be can be difficult to overcome um you know as an adult and you know as a child absolutely through the relaxed kids training and then some more recent training that I did with a with a wonderful coach called Emily at Mind Tools for Kids I was looking at lots of the um NLP strategies for digging into emotions and helping children just understand themselves better, I guess. Um, and it all, it all came together and the timing was right for me to work in a different way, not in schools or maybe in schools, but, you know, perhaps with, with groups and not learning about core subjects, but <laughs> learning about ourselves. Absolutely. So you teach people and children really how our brain works. So do you think that's something that we should all be doing from a young age? Absolutely. And, and I was sort of thinking about this and, you know, we think about all, you know, gym lessons and ballet and karate and all, you must go to football club. And sometimes I think that, you know, all of, all of the other things that, you know, teaching mindfulness or teaching breathing exercises, they sort of are a bit of a sort of add on. Yeah. And, and perhaps, and perhaps, you know, and I've probably done it myself, perhaps as parents, we think, oh, they'll just pick things up or, you know, because we're being good role models, they'll understand what kindness is or what, um, you know, being grateful is or, um, but I think actually more and more, I think we have to teach them yeah. um, and show them and share them how it's, how to do it. And I'm not saying I'm an expert, gosh, I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning, I'm learning still. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I'm a bit of an overthinker and I'm a, I'm a 
sort of busy head and I'm not very good at uh, self-care for myself sometimes but but I am better at sort of recognizing it in myself and trying to think okay what what's going to help me what can I do to shift my state a little bit I'm not feeling quite right yeah and I guess with the current situation and pandemic and everything work about the brain is even more important really and what's going on for us so have you found that your work changed over the kind of months that we've been locked down forever really isn't it it's yeah you know particularly with my own family it's sort of um you know noticing noticing our emotions can get you know quite intense quite quickly um my youngest daughter particularly is having a lot of um anger really about you know missing out on things and missing her friends and missing her routine and um just trying to find ways um or the ways that help her you know what just trying to unpick a little bit you know what so she's got you know a few different things so she can think okay what can I do if I've got this this feeling coming and um you sort of realize I mean I ironically her her school had a during children's mental health week they had um, a day a lovely day which was the theme of inside out and they were doing lots of lovely activities to do with gratitude and had a lovely workshop on sort of big emotions and feelings and things but they had moved the timetable around quite a bit um and unfortunately (laughs) my daughter got quite thrown by that yeah absolutely um and couldn't actually take part in many of the activities um and you sort of realize how attached they do get to a routine and things being in a certain place whether they like it or not but you know she was used to her timetable so yeah it's sort of just adapting all the time I think and trying to think okay what can we how can we create something that's new but still COVID safe or yeah we had a we had a party the other day and it was just us and it was in our room it was nowhere different but my daughter created a little playlist and we had the list of all the things that we were going to have as our treat food and our special film and um you know which games we were going to play so it's I guess it's just you know trying to be a bit more creative and invent things that you wouldn't normally have to you know think absolutely and I think you're right there in saying that actually each child we know is very individual in that like I'm doing that kind of balance of both school for three days for the girls and two days for homeschooling. But actually that Thursday, that first day of homeschooling does completely throw them because they've been in one routine and then mummy school's routine is very different. But by the Friday, we're back into that routine and then it's the weekend again. And you don't realise even at a young age sometimes how much routine they feel safe with and they feel contained with and yeah that kind of security around that and I think that's one thing that kind of COVID has shown all of us is that no matter what small routines we have we definitely need to keep somewhat of that I know for myself for my own mental health I need that I need to get up I need to do certain things whether I'm going anywhere or not and absolutely and it as you say it gives us that security that sort of knowing of you know, not having to deal with the unexpected. Yeah. Um, because that's when your brain, you know, does can go into that. Well, hang on, I wasn't expecting this. What's happening? Is it good? Is it bad? What have I got to do? Yeah. And then suddenly you've got, you know, your your sort of monkey brain leaping around all over the place. 
Um, Absolutely. Do you name do you name your brain parts? Like I do it with the girls that I've got a wolf, not a wolf, an owl, and a barking dog in my brain. Have you got different ways that you teach teach it? Yeah, well, um, it sort of came about through the, the the work with Emily, really, because um, I mean, she's she's published a book on it as well, The Brain Friends, and, and I just find it really relatable. So like you, we have an owl who's our thinking brain. We have yeah. all our owl. And then our reptilian brain is our Lenny lizard. Um, and then the amygdala, our sort of emotional brain in the centre is our Milo monkey. And... Um, I was reading a story with my daughter the other day and it just it happened to have a little lizard in it and just out of nowhere she said oh that's that's a bit like our lizard brain isn't it perhaps perhaps he wants a drink or you know something to eat or um so it's just like oh my gosh it does go in yeah absolutely <laughs> and I think when children have you know an animal or a creature to to sort of you know a, a visual to sort of put against it it just really helps um you know stick it in their heads a little bit um and make it a character because it is you know learning about the brain is is tricky um because of all the sort of scientific words but but equally it's a nice way to to explain it that it is based on science you know it is it is science it's not something airy fairy that floats about and sometimes you know some people get it some people don't it's it's a scientific reaction inside our bodies that causes all these things, but Absolutely. we can find ways to try and, you know, um, sort of name and name and tame it, I guess. It's that yeah. idea, isn't it? And I think I know from the clients I work with and my own girls that actually sometimes if they know that sometimes they can't control it, that it is their brain taking over, it sometimes makes it a lot easier for them to comprehend it and understand it because they know there's nothing they could have done at that point something took over yeah exactly and and it's not their fault you know they haven't got it wrong it's you know there are chemicals inside their body (laughs) that you know are are sort of you know shifting them and and they're not in their thinking brain they're not in their you know they're not in their owl brain they haven't got that and and we still you know I still find myself saying you know why did you do that well why am I asking that she doesn't know she wasn't thinking at that point she was in her emotional or her lizard brain so why why am I asking her yeah and I think sometimes as parents and we know that I know for myself it then becomes a lot harder because you're like okay I really should leave this because I know the practical (laughs) side of me the logical side of me knows that she can't listen to me yeah but your brain your brain takes over doesn't it and you kind of get into that fight flight your own yeah absolutely and you know I, I'm I'm learning and and they tell me you know my children will say you're not helping it's not it's just like okay I just need to I just need to you know perhaps I need to be here um I might not need to be here she might need to be in a safe space somewhere um and then I'll just come and you know play alongside her for a little bit and see what happens um so yeah we're learning all the time aren't we what what suit different individuals and what they like and what they respond to um but that's what I love about the, the work I've been doing with children is that if you can be sort of playful and, and curious about it, they they join you and they, um, you know, in, in a way that perhaps some adults might not, um, you know, we've had conversations with children about, OK, so that, that feeling that comes, you know, can you can you tell me what colour it is and, you know, how does it move and where is it in your body and 
and I think sometimes you know I was talking to my husband about it and he was like oh crikey that's would I know how how would I I think children sometimes are more open to that sort of playful um idea uh, or even, you know, you're describing your angry monster, you know, well, what, what, do, what does it look like when it comes and is it a boy or a girl and, um, you know, can you describe it? Let's draw a picture of it. And yeah. um, so I think I, I love that children generally, when, you, when you're sort of doing some of this work about sort of feelings or emotions, um, because it's quite fun and quite interactive and playful, they just enjoy, you know, there's no right or wrong answer um and so they can enter into it and and you know take take it on board yeah and I think that's the power of the colors and shapes and that play as you say that children don't need the words and I think sometimes as adults we get caught up with trying to find a word to describe how we're feeling or there must be a reason behind it there must be a word to attach to that feeling whereas as you say children just go with it they can put a color to it put a shape to it find a way of expressing it without the word they don't yes. get lost in that word which I think we as adults do quite a lot yes absolutely and 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 I guess you know one of one of the exercises we did in our sort of our coaching early on was trying to think about not attaching not attaching labels to to feelings for children trying to say oh what's what's going on there I can I can see something's not quite right with you what's what's happening there because you know, in, inevitably, if you do name it, if you know, if I say, oh, are you, you a bit grumpy today? It's like, no, I'm not grumpy. I'm so, you know, trying to just trying to think sometimes about our, you know, our, our questioning and keep and keeping it open and um, just curious, just, uh, you know, well, what's, what's that face all about? Tell me about that. Um, yeah, gives that opportunity for, for you not to sort of say, well, I've made a judgment about that, decided what's going on there yeah. um, and, and let the children sort of express it in their own way. Yeah, and is that something that any parent can do, any parent can do with their children is just kind of be curious about the feelings? Would you suggest that more parents try that way of thinking? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, I found it really, really interesting because, um I, I found it really hard <laughs> and I've and I sort of thought you know hang on I'm, I'm I'm a teacher I should be good at opening you know asking good sort of open question you know non-leading questions but it is quite it is quite hard to to say to not attach you know a word or something to, to feelings and so um and not in a you know heavy way but just occasionally to um you know to ask questions like that and I was talking to a I was talking to a, another friend of mine who's a we were having discussion about um sort of children's feelings that so she's a, a sort of health coach and we were talking about how much more time people are you know eating together sitting around a table and that we were you know just spending time thinking about different different sort of conversations at the, at the table and they'd had conversations about you know so if you were a su- superhero what would be your superpower yeah. And that, that had led to lots of interesting things. And, um, you know, we were talking about some other, you know, some other things you might talk about, you know, if you're an animal, what, what yeah. animal would you be and, and why? And, um, or, you know, what, what weather do you feel like today? If you were some weather, what would you just open questions like that? I think are, are quite fun to get children sort of talking. And um, we, we found that we've been doing quite a lot of, 
sort of reminiscing about sort of family things together as well. And I think that's that's been quite important for us to talk about, you know, happy memories yeah. in the past together, but bring them into the future. Um, you know, whether it's in jokes about, you know, words we said when we were babies or, you know, nice holidays we had or even, you know, family people who aren't, you know, with us anymore. It just brings those um, happy memories and names in, into the future. And you find in those in in those discussions and in those moments that you are, you know, you're in that time. And and um, I guess that's, you know, that's, you know, part of the work that I'm doing and that you're doing, Tasha, is all about, um, you know, tapping into those experiences um, and saying, actually, you can bring them to the present. Um, you don't have to be in that, you know, you don't have to be on that beach. You don't have to be on that roller coaster or that, no. <laughs> you know, you can bring those experiences, you know, to you now because your brain is so amazing. It, it captures all the feelings. Yeah. Um, one of my girls' favourite activities, I do like monthly photo books and they love going back through them and reminiscing mm. exactly that about that. And when they see photos of my, on my phone about uh, from when they were younger, they like kind of, although they're not identical, they like trying to guess which one's which in the photos yes. and yeah. have that kind of conversation. And why, mummy, did you put me in that outfit? That's the latest <laughs> one we have. <laughs> And, and that's that's really important to have all those, you know, in jokes and 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 memories and and laughs about, you know, happy things and 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 in saying them and repeating them, um, you know, they don't they don't get dull or they don't get tired. You can endlessly talk about those things and, you know, you can add bits on and elaborate on them. They're your, they're your stories, aren't they? Definitely. Um, and also looking into the future, you know, we we sort of where we live we often we talk about you know lovely houses that we'll have um you know when we're all grown up and you know we we never talk about the fact that there's no way we'd be able to afford the house or you know it's too small or too big or whatever we talk we say oh yes that's the house you're having isn't it and you're going to have yeah. your animal sanctuary in the back garden and you're going to have you know your horse and your six rabbits and your and and, and it's a dream and it's something that's really, you know, special and exciting. And, and you know, we, we never question that it won't happen. We just talk about it as something lovely in, in, the, in the future. And I love and I that. that yeah. That's a lovely thing to do. Just, just as important as those sort of past memories to sort of, you know, to, to, to go into the future as well and, and think about your, and your future self. You know, we often talk about the, you know, the different jobs and sometimes they change every week yeah you know, my daughter's having she's a, at the moment she's a she's running a pizza restaurant you know it might okay. be different for me yeah but it's just fun to to just have those discussions that are you know that are open and um you know and and fun definitely and get into those characters as you say and you do a lot of cosmic kid yoga as well is that right within the work yeah. that you do yeah so i i was it's sort of the first lockdown I guess we sort of discovered cosmic kids and and I sort of was doing a bit of yoga myself anyway and and thought well this is a fantastic one of my other loves is is stories is picture books and the ability of stories to to connect with children and and talk about different experiences and things and I thought well here is here are two things that are just my favorite things in the world we've got yoga and stories together so I've yeah I recently 
I've qualified as a, a Cosmic Kids yoga teacher and um, yeah, I'm thrilled to sort of start, um, you know, inventing stories through yoga really. It's just another way, isn't it, for, for children to, to move their bodies and, and to, to find a little bit of relaxation in themselves, you know, a bit like breathing exercises as well. It's sort of one of those okay. things that you don't need any equipment for, you know, you don't need any special resources or um, it's there within you. Uh, and, I, you know, as I was saying at the beginning, I think it's something that we need to be teaching our children to do. Absolutely. And it gets like, them to be, you know, yeah, much more present as well, doesn't it? It's that kind of being still, being within your body, within your mind in a way that feels very safe for children I think and we do yeah. a lot of it in our house and again hadn't discovered it really since before the first lockdown but you can tell and every now and again they go I think I need to do some yoga mummy and <laughs> yeah and and you know we we're busy people aren't we you know at the, at the moment we're not getting out and sort of whizzing around but you know in school the children that there, there aren't very many that I can think of sort of times when they can be quiet and they can be still um and i think it's good for them to 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 just feel that feeling of how Absolutely. different it feels um to be calm and, and to be to be still and um yeah and just teaching them sort of fun ways that they can have you know whether it's balloon breathing or high five breathing it doesn't have to be just i don't know um you know holding your breath for so if they can have some little strategies a little which you know perhaps they can have a little image in their mind to go with them it's just like anything else children will will tap into it and, and latch onto it yeah absolutely we do the balloon breathing in our house or the five finger breathing and breathing yeah. up and down the fingers so I think yeah. as you say they're really important to do so where can people find out more about you how will they kind of join in with everything that you're doing so if you if you go along to my Facebook page, which is um, at Beautiful Brain Mel, and you'll find me there. And there's some um, uh, well-being sessions there, and some stories, um, a couple of breathing exercises, and then linked to that, I've got a YouTube channel as well, um, Beautiful Brain Mel, and an Instagram page. So. You'll, you'll find just a, a few posts and some content there that you can use at home with your own children. Um, I've got a, a colleague in school who's just started to use a few of my sessions in, um, in school, which is really fantastic. Um, so yeah, that, that's where you'll find me and sort of some ideas and, and thoughts. And as I say, I'm, you know, I'm learning too. So I always appreciate other people sort of commenting or, Absolutely. you know, pointing me in sort of different, different ways and directions um there's so many people out there with with wonderful ideas and um you know skills that they're sort of sharing in different ways there's an, another lovely lady who does story massage yeah um and i i love her work and that's something i try and uh you, you know involve a, a little sort of hand massage or face massage my children love that as well in the evening before bed absolutely um, and it's something nice that they can do for you as well. It's not just here's something else that we're doing for the children. You know, last night my, my daughter gave me a lovely hand massage. And oh, nice. um, I just think, you know, for, for them to learn that there's something that they can do to help, you know, their, their family relax is really a nice sort of gift, I think. 
Yeah, my girl's version of a massage is just to kick me on the back going, look, mummy, we're massaging you. I was like, no, 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 this isn't very relaxing. I yeah, like the, the idea of my, teaching that, yeah. My daughter likes the sort of raindrops on, on the head going down all over the face and head. That's one of our favorite. Oh, favorite I like the sound of that, yeah. So we end each podcast thinking about if you had a pot of gold at the end of your rainbow, what would it be filled with? So what would yours be filled with? Oh, gosh. Um, what would it be filled with? I think it would be filled with... Um, oh, that's a really hard one. There's so many, aren't there? You can have more than one, it's okay. <laughs> well, I think I've, one of the things that, that is ahead of us this year is my, my daughter ringing the bell. So that, for, yeah. for us... Um, there's a big bell in that pot of gold this year, hopefully, which will be a really exciting time for us. Um, and I have to say, I think probably in that pot of gold, it would be just a never ending bookshelf, just with a gorgeous array of picture books. Because every time I sort of think, right, I've, I've got all the books now, then I, I find someone, you know, posts another one or tells me another one. So even though I'm not actually sort of it working in school at the moment my my book collection is is always you know moving and growing so just an enormous bookshelf filled with children's books, I think brilliant so thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and just to let the listeners know that next week we'll be speaking to two sisters that are known as the soul sisters and they've started a business together in coaching mums and other parents in kind of all that struggles and just being there for people with their mental health so we look forward to speaking to them next week so thanks very much again Mel and take care everyone and I will speak to you all soon bye bye bye